everyone and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that your week is going well and you are blessed. Um, Today we're going to go into the Word of God as we do. We come together to find practical tips on how to live a more godly life and also how to accomplish our purpose. So right now we've been kind of looking at purpose and what we're going to do um, in the earth and the reason I'm talking about this is because I really want you to be activated in your life as a believer and to understand that our place as believers is to be active in the kingdom of God. And that may not always look like, you know, being behind a pulpit or helping people to find their seats in a church or uh, volunteering in the church nursery. It might look like something that happens on your job. It might look like being part of uh, a process that's helping people. Um, It might look like many different things, and that is definitely a calling as well, and you're able to use your gifts. And so today, I want us to look at how we are chosen and how that plays out wherever we are. So I want you to think about yourself in the context of, you know, whether you are um, at work or whether you are with your family, your unbelieving uh, family members, um, whether you are even at church. Um, whether you are wherever you may be, maybe you are the owner of a business with your employees or your colleagues, um, maybe you're the C-suite um, of your company, whatever it may be, you know, there is a field for you. And so we're going to look at a few verses here. Um, we've been reading out of Deuteronomy chapter 18. Um, and so we're going to do that. We're going to be brief about it. I want us to read two verses out of Deuteronomy chapter 18. We're going to read verse 6 and 7. So go ahead and grab your Bible and you can read along with me. And if a Levite come from any of your gates out of all Israel, where he sojourned, and come with all the desire of his mind to the place where the Lord shall choose, then he shall minister in the name of the Lord his God, as all his brothers the Levites do, which stand before the Lord. So um, when we look at that verse, we're learning about what the Levite does. And as you know, if you read uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, we learn that the Levite doesn't have an inheritance. So there are 12 tribes of, in Israel and only 11 of them have their own land. They're their own country, their own people. The Levites, on the other hand, they don't have that. They literally live among their brothers. They literally live off of the offerings and the tithes that come in to the temple. So these people really are sort of homeless or dispossessed. So they live among their brethren. And so there's so many parallels between the Levite and the believer now. There's so many parallels between the Levite and the people, the Hebrew people, when you think about how they sojourned in a foreign land. So I want us to note that, that he says that um, if they come into your gates, now he's speaking to the Israelites, he's speaking to Hebrews, telling them that if a Levite comes into your country, So, you know, you have Judah, you have the tribe of Benjamin. So we're going to call these countries. So if a Levite came into the nation of Benjamin, then it is his job to start becoming the priest there. If it is his intention to stay there, then he becomes the priest in that city or in that town or in that uh, location. So that's basically what it's saying in Deuteronomy chapter 18 and 6. 
Um, Wherever you go, you must function as a priest. And that's what I want to say to you today is that wherever you go, you function as a priest. And does that mean, you know, if you're working at your job, you're going to get on top of your desk and start preaching the word of God and asking people to bring you offerings? No. But what it does means is that you're going to act in that capacity. Remember, we learned that a priest is a mediator. We learned that a priest is an advocate. And we learn that a priest, um, you know, also, you know, acts and he sort of acts between two worlds. So that means it's your job to be, you know, letting people know about the Lord, showing that in your actions and in your life and also, you know, helping people and doing different things. So you're acting and of course, praying on behalf of people. That's a huge thing that you can do as a believer is to pray for people. Um, So wherever you go, you function as a priest. You offer spiritual sacrifices to God and physical work in the earth according to the spirit, the gifts and the uh, good works uh, to the body of Christ. So that means if you come among believers, you're going to be equipping the saints and of course, spreading the gospel. That's what you do when you're among unbelievers. So we have, you know, two works that we do as believers and as priests among unbelievers, we act as um, people who spread the gospel. Among believers, we equip the saints with our gifts that we can use to help them to grow in uh, the word of God, grow in the knowledge of Christ, grow in their maturity. So you are acting as the conduit of God toward man. And am I saying something presumptuous here that we are acting that way? No, the Bible tells us specifically that we are the body of Christ. So if we are the body of Christ, then we are the conduit to which he acts here on earth. That's what your body does. Remember, you are a human, you are a spirit, a soul, and a body. And your spirit and your soul only are able to get things done because of your body here on earth. If you didn't have a body, you couldn't get anything done here. You know what I mean? But because you have a body, you have the opportunity to act on the earth. And the same thing goes with us. We are described as the body of Christ. So he's acting through us. Do you see there is a spirit, a soul and a body. And there is actually, um, I can't really think about it, but I can't really remember it, but there's a great Bible study here um, at Love Walk that talks about that triune nature of God and man and how we act out in that. And so I want you to understand that we're doing the same thing here on earth as priests. So many people feel the pull of Christ in their hearts already. If you're a believer, you're going to feel that pull because the spirit has empowered you to be a priest and to perform that duty in some form or function. That means there's something in your life somewhere that you are going to be pulled to act as a priest on behalf of the Lord. And the and, and that means you might be urged to preach. You might feel an urge to preach or to help people or to um, put things, administrate things. That's, you know, a gift of governance. Um, you may have, you know, a gift of um prophecy or there's so many gifts that are there for you even the gift of love you know these kinds of things you use those in your work as a priest 
And so the Bible teaches us that we have been not only called to the faith for the saving of our own souls, but also the good works of God. So if we look at Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, and I hope you can turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. So that means before we were even here, God had already ordained that we would work and that we would walk in good works. He wants us doing good things. And you'd be surprised how easy it is to do good things and really bless people's lives in little and large ways. A lot of times we live really to ourselves. Um, And when I say to ourselves, I don't mean you don't have your friends and your family, but we don't really reach out to others. We don't really take the opportunity to do something good for someone. If someone is buying something ahead of us and we see they don't have anything or a mother who's struggling, a lot of times we don't help uh, when we could. And that is being God's hands. Um, That is being the body of Christ. Let's go ahead and look in Hebrews chapter 10. That's Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24. And I hope you can read that with me. It is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. And it says, and let us consider one another to provoke to love and to good works. So I know you guys hear me talk a lot about love on this broadcast. And because, well, honestly, this really is um, kind of the ministry of love. And what I mean by the ministry of love is, is that I understand I understood this probably a long time ago when I was an early Christian that my walk in life is to understand and actualize love in my life in all of its various ways. And so understanding that that's what you are to do, the Bible is telling us to provoke each other to love and to good works. Good works. Again, it's it's, it's our, our kind and our work as believers to do good. It is what we do. And wherever we go and whenever we can, that's what we are to do. We are also called to encourage each other to those good works and not just casually. The Bible says provoke. And, you know, I looked up that Greek word. That Greek word literally means to stimulate, jab, and more accurately to irritate. And I know that doesn't sound good, but the Bible is telling you literally irritate each other to good works. So that means... I know that doesn't sound good, but he's literally saying, you know, not just say, oh, I really think you ought to do this, but irritate each other to do good things, to do what is right, to do the good thing. And I want to encourage you to think about that. Think about what God is saying. So if you hear me talking about love all the time and it irritates you, there you go. I'm following the word of God. (laughs) I'm kidding. Let's go ahead and look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. Once again, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 4 and we're going to read till 5 it says to whom coming as to a living stone disallowed indeed of men but chosen of God and precious you also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ so you see we are living stones too So God is a stone. Remember, he was the stone that the builders rejected and now he's become the cornerstone. Well, God is telling us that now we are stones. We're living stones, lively stones. 
So we're a part of a building in Christ. So God is building something up and we're a part of that. So he's telling us not only are we the body of Christ, but we're the building of Christ, a veritable living house of worship and as cornerstones for the work that God has outlined in our own lives. So I want you to think about that. What kind of cornerstone are you in the work that you do every day for the Lord? To be steadfast and immovable. In Corinthians chapter 15 and 58, it says. So let's look at that. I think there's a great connection here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, it says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Wow, that's pretty huge. We are the spiritual house of God and we are to be steadfast, unmovable and overflowing with the work of the Lord. So this is something that we do daily and we keep doing it. You know, 1 Peter uh, chapter 2 is kind of like an instruction manual for new believers. And, you know, when I was a Christian, when I became a Christian, many people told me, you need to read the New Testament, just read the New Testament. And that's true. Uh, Reading the New Testament is good. I started out in the Old Testament because I thought the New Testament was boring, but you know, it, it gave me a great foundation. I love the stories in the Old Testament and it gave me a foundation. I be, I was able to understand the New Testament better, but I would say rather than just tell a new believer to read uh, the New Testament, instead have them read 1 Peter chapter 2. And if you are listening to this broadcast and you are not yet a believer, I want to, I'm sorry, and you're a new believer, you've just accepted Christ, you've repented of your sins, I want to encourage you to read 1st Peter chapter 2. It's really a great instruction manual for believers, for new Christians, and it will help to reinforce and mature uh, believers who are already in the faith. So if you have a chance uh, today, I want to encourage you to read 1st Peter chapter 2. Remember, part of our work is spiritual and the other part is physical. We offer spiritual sacrifices and our offerings are now spiritual and not money. And so when we think about giving offerings, we're giving of ourselves. And that isn't to say there aren't times to give money or to support or to help. But I want you to understand that what we do, it encompasses so much. So I hope that you will read 1 Peter um, chapter 2 and let that sink into you. Um, I also want to encourage you to get in contact with me. Um, I've set up here, if you are at Anchor FM, you can actually uh, contact me with the notes feature if you would like to leave a message. And I would like to encourage you to sign up at the um at the uh, email list that I have so that we can stay in contact with each other, please definitely sign up there. Also, uh, it is enabled here on Anchor FM. Uh, If you are at Anchor FM, I don't know, maybe you listen at Google Podcasts or maybe you listen at, um, you know, you know, uh, you know, overcast or something, but it is enabled at Anchor Podcast. You can become a monthly listener. So now it's listener enabled support. So that means you can start donating directly at Anchor um, and donate through them. And that way you can support. You can still support me at paypal.me forward slash uh, Leela Winston 
or even at Patreon. You can join Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash L Winston. But I do want to let you know that you can now support the broadcast directly. Help me get new equipment and, you know, find new ways to uh, promote the um the uh, Bible study and maybe even arrange in-person Bible studies so that we can really go into the word together. I would love to meet you and um, fellowship with you. So definitely don't forget to support the um, broadcast now and I pray that you're well. Please, if you have a chance, I want you to read uh, 1 Peter chapter 2 and don't forget to read Deuteronomy chapter 18 It is a great chapter on what it means to be a priest. And since now we are a royal priesthood, it's absolutely imperative that we know what our place is. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. Bye.